Okay, okay, what's going on, LBHT crew B? What is going on? I heard the uh, Lakers are about to acquire a top-tier point guard. Uh, not not, not that one. <laughs> not that one, but the one the one who was made homeless by that trade. Ooh, we're gonna talk. I about didn't actually it. hear that. I mean, I heard it from myself. So, we're, so. Uh, all right, <laughs> there's, there's there's some there's some hot. NBA news that we got to discuss. You see the thumbnail. Damian Lillard is in the thumbnail. He's been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to break that down. Obviously, we're going to break down. Um, actually, we didn't do a breakdown of, of week two or no. week uh, three. Uh, I was at a Wu-Tang concert, Wu-Tang Nas concert with OTR Mike and OTR. Well, the, the whole OTR crew, basically. Okay, OTR Brandon, OTR Quan. We all went to the Wu-Tang Nas concert last night. Um, you know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you all the details in the uh, overtime show. We're gonna add that to the overtime show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Nas is 50 now. This is crazy. He was out there on stage like he was 25. Man, he had all the energy in the world. <laughs> uh, you know, look, rest of Wu Tang, they they showed the age a little bit. It was it was fun. Like like they like it wasn't like they were out there like you know struggling, but you know they 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 went out there in spurts. They're like, okay, we need a break. We'll we'll be back. <laughs> Nas is like, nah, I'll keep the, I'll keep it going. De La Soul was out there too. They were dope. So um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna break all that down. Um speak, speaking of Wu Tang B, you, you guys don't know this, but we we get a lot of inspiration uh for how we do our show from Wu Tang. Okay. What are you laughing at? <laughs> so keeping it real. Keeping it real, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> he said today's a very tough day for Heat Nation. <laughs> Hey man, yes, yes, yes. They were they were in the the Damian Lillard sweepstakes for a while, and um, yeah, man, they missed out. So we'll see how they pivot, man. We'll see. Jada Six says Wu Tang. Yes, yes. Throw out the W. We were doing that last night, man. It was a uh, it was a lot of fun. But yes, uh, we get inspiration from Wu Tang. Uh, at least I'm inspired on how we we all move, right? Which is why you always see us plugging certain people right those are people that we work with in fact the road pod you see me wearing the road pod t-shirt right that's our guy hendo you know from the road pod you see us plug them all the time sip to tally you know uh we're there every monday night you, you know um that that's when we form like wu-tang us chris is joking from the deep cover podcast you know hendo otr mike from open mic with otr mike you know like it's a bunch of us so um you know, we all put out dope content. We we want to build each other up, and that's why we're always asking you guys to support all of us because all of us are going to give you the content that you're looking for. You know, and we all work together. So, but yes, what's going on, everybody? Um, who we got in here? We got we saw keeping a real a guy Rico in the house. What's going on, Rico? Thanks for coming through. Got a Suge Knight three two three. He he gotta he gotta tell you that he's first. He says lonely at the top. <laughs> uh thanks for coming through, Suge. Uh we got Jeremy Miller in the house. Says yes, happy Wednesday. That's right. I ain't even say my, my, my words here. It's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Hope your week is going well. But if not, hopefully it gets better starting right now. Okay. We are streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. So wherever you're watching, hit that like button. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button. All right. Uh, D Weezy in the house. What's going on, D Weezy? Thanks for coming through. Will G in the house says, What's up, guys? Bucks just became dangerous. They're already dangerous. 
you know, you got Giannis. You, you're you're going to be dangerous. But yes, they they got more dangerous. Agent E says, "Let's go, Bucks." Are you a Bucks fan, Agent E? I've never actually seen a Bucks fan before. Yeah. But yeah. but you know what though? Look in the NBA, your fans are star players, so that's fine. That's fine. A lot of people like Giannis. I like Giannis too. What's going on, Rave Kingdom? Thanks for coming through. Speaking of the roll pod, there's my guy Hendo right there. What's going on, my friend? Marco G's in the house. Says, what's good, fellas? That Lillard Giannis pick and roll are about to be lethal. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to be excited about that. Malik B. What's going on, Malik B? Thanks for coming through. Dimelo. Que lo que? What's going on, my friend? Thanks for coming through. Xavier Smith says, fellas, good evening. Looking forward to another great show. Indeed. Indeed. Yolanda B. Salute to Yolanda B. Says, good evening, everyone. Good evening to you. Should is he he says this picture behind me offends him. Okay, Ray Lewis standing over or kneeling over uh Ben Roethlisberger's lifeless body after he takes his soul from him. Uh, but he actually loves that picture. Okay. Um, who was here? Baseball life's in the house. There's crazy news. The prize trade didn't get blocked. Ah, okay. We're gonna discuss all of that. You guys are really excited to hear about that. All right, but look. Um, the Ravens did not put their best foot forward thanks to John Harbaugh last week. Uh, the Panthers, man, sheesh. Why does it got to be sheesh for the Panthers? Y'all lost. Yeah, you know, you're 0-3. Yeah, you, your, your injuries are stacking up over there. You know, and you're playing. The injuries are stacking up, whatever. The Vi- look, you're both 0-3, right? Uh, the Vikings? Yep. I'm, yeah, I believe they are. Somebody's o. Has got to go. Huh? Yeah? <laughs> so we're going to discuss keys to victories for the Panthers. I think that's a winnable game. I know on paper you look at it and say, I don't I don't know about that, but they're the Vikings. They don't win. <laughs> um, yes, we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss Kaepernick uh, trying to fight his way back into the league. Um you know, is it a futile effort? Is it, you know, does he have a chance? We're going to discuss all that. Um, and we got an exciting overtime show for you discussing uh, Deion Sanders. And I'm going to tell you all about the Wu-Tang concert. Okay. Uh, if Mikey is here, he can he can hop on and and just discuss it as well. We, I was there with him. Um, all right. We're going to start the show. But before we start the show, we like to start every week with a Black History Fact. And B has a Black History Fact for you black history fact how about uh the panthers have a bunch of black players and some black coaches and you should stop talking bad about them how about that <laughs> well it's funny that you say that Shug. is writing in spanish <laughs> it, 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 it's funny that you say that Shug, because uh today's fact is actually about a uh black latin male who uh just because you know we are in the middle of hispanic heritage month and i figure you know and Shug has been asking for uh, a Latin fact of the day, you know, Latin fact for about a about a year and a half now. Uh, so I figured, why not? So it's uh, always been asking for it as well. So we're, we're talking about Gaspar Yanga. You ever heard of him? No. Okay, well, he was born in Mexico in 1545. No date of death, so he might still be kicking around somewhere. We all know. I'm going to go ahead and read this. Uh, Yanga is actually the, the name of a... a uh, uh, place in Veracruz. 
Uh, okay. It was named after him. Uh, Yanga led one of colonial Mexico's first successful slave uprisings and will go on to establish one of the America's earliest free black settlements. Uh, he was an enslaved worker in the sugarcane plantations of Veracruz, Mexico, and in 1570, along with a group of followers, escaped and fled to the mountainous regions near Cordoba. Uh, he established a settlement for former slaves, or Palenque. Uh, they remained there virtually unmolested for, by Spanish authorities for nearly 40 years, taking the role, and then uh, Yanga took the role of spiritual and military leader. He structured the agricultural community in, in an order capacity, allowing its growth and occupation of various locations. Uh, in 1609, Spanish authorities sent a well-armed militia to defeat Yanga and his Palanque, but were defeated. Uh, Yanga's surprise victory over the Spanish heightened the confidence of his warriors and the frustrations in Mexico City. After, after defeating other Spanish forces sent against, uh, Yanga offered to make peace, but with 11 conditions, the most important being recognition of the freedom of all of the residents. And finally, in 1618, self-rule was granted, and that town or, or settlement was later called San Lorenzo de los Negros, uh, and also San Lorenzo de Cerralbo. Uh, and then in the late 19th century, uh, Yanga was nicknamed or named as a national hero of Mexico, and he was known as El Primer Liber Libertador de las Americas. And then in 1932, the settlement he formed, uh, which is, like I said is located in Veracruz, was renamed as Yanga in his honor. Mm. Salute, yes. salute. We got our guy Chris from the Deep Cover Podcast. What's salute, up, salute. He says, that's Canelo's uncle. Look it up. <laughs> 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 uh yeah that's a good that's a good uh that's a good black history fact listen um there there are a lot of black people in mexico but people yeah. don't know that you know um so that, that was that was a good one that was a good one i like that one um well g says proche to the steelers why do i feel like this is going to burn us somehow mm. It's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, did they actually sign him? I know they worked him out. I'm not sure they signed. No, him. they they haven't signed him. Not that I've seen. Uh, but no, even if they sign him, and even if they start him, it will not burn anyone. No, except the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see the Steelers got a lot of talent at that spot there. I, I don't see. I don't see him making a team. But if he does, good for him. Good for him. But no, that doesn't hurt us in any way. Um. All right. Let's start with the Ravens. Uh, we did a post game show. I'm very excited. Yeah, listen, uh, I think we're going to win the game. I'll start out by saying that. I think we're going to win. Um, I'm, I'm just still not happy with what happened last week because uh, we're better than that team. We should have won that game uh, multiple times and we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. And yes, you're going to have weeks like that. I understand that. I understand that. Every team, no matter, I mean, you just saw the Cowboys. Uh, had that type of game, right? And they looked they looked excellent the first two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. You had the 49ers almost lose to um, to the Rams, right? Not too long ago. And and I mean, look, they're gonna nobody's gonna be undefeated, you know. Yeah. So that's fine. Like losing a game, not having a, a great a great week, having an off week, those happen. The problem I have and B has is that they happen way too often with the Ravens and you can almost predict when they're going to happen when it's a lesser competition. Uh, 
Harbaugh does not get them ready to play. Those are the games where you're supposed to go out there and really dominate, work on those things, you know, like perfect your 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 plays and execution and things like that. But they just take the week off and they think they can coast to wins. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do, sometimes they don't. But these games are always ugly for us, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just tired of seeing it's who it. you like, are. You're all ugly. Yeah, like you know, at the end of the year, we're going to you know we're, we'll probably win a division, but. These things are what hurt us when we get to the playoffs, when you have to execute at a high rate, right? You have to pick your game up a little bit more, and we just haven't been used to doing it like that on a consistent basis. That's what frustrates me about this team, and this has always been Harbaugh's team. Well, and not only that, not only the, the kind of you know not getting up for your games every week and not executing, but they, they play – for you know low scoring games and close wins like they play too conservatively yeah. mm-hmm. um and that's a that's also a john harbaugh thing and it's a uh, you know it's frustrating but it, it, it's just the way he runs the team it's a lot it's the way a lot of uh older nfl coaches run their teams they're extremely conservative and that's why you you start to see you know because of sean McVay, you started to see a a kind of a youth movement in 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 coaching uh and, well, not even just Sean McVay, but you started to see more uh, coaches wanting to be more aggressive. But Harbaugh hasn't gotten that message. Yeah. Uh, let me give a shout out to Shug for the donation. Appreciate that. I'll bring that back up. Salute so says, I don't appreciate the prochet to the Steelers talk. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Thank you for all the birthday wishes. Yes, it was Shug's birthday uh, this Saturday. Happy birthday again, Shug. He says, uh, thank you for all the birthday wishes from LBHT crew. Had a great time in Vegas, still recovering. LBHT crew is one of the best communities. Really appreciate that. Salute. Salute. That means a lot because that's what we're trying to build. We're trying to build a strong community here. Um, and if you don't appreciate the James Prochet to the Steelers talk, then talk to the Steelers about talking to James Prochet. Yeah, we didn't, yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah, we didn't do that. Uh, there he is. Mr. OTR Mike, woo, tang, woo, tang. Yes, Mikey, if you want to join us for the overtime show, I'm going to discuss uh, our experience at the concert last night. Nothing but great times there. Great, great crowd, you know, great energy. It was it was a lot of fun. I, I was hurting a little bit when I went to work today. <laughs> I thought it was going to be okay, but by lunchtime, I was struggling. Adrian, hey, why am I a hater? I, I, I haven't even said anything yet. He's play, he's messing with you. That's why you right. play LOL. <laughs> My God. He just had to get it out early, okay? Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, just Allen, what's going on? Yes, Just Allen says he plays not to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, terrible to watch. I can't get with coaches like that. No. You know, like, he got lucky winning the Super Bowl. That's all I got to say. Like, typically, <laughs> you don't win. You don't win. Uh, coaching that way you can keep your job yeah right because you'll win more than you lose but you're not going to win at all and that sounds like a win to johnny h yes yeah so i yeah I didn't. but getting to this game um the browns aren't aren't particularly a good team and deshaun watson played better i think he played much better this past week the defense is amazing you know mm-hmm. but Man, you want to talk about a team that's still impacted by running backs. Losing Nick Chubb is going to hurt them bad. Well, it's going to hurt them bad if 
Deshaun Watson isn't actually back to form. Like he he well, played yes. much better. Um, if he continues playing like that, they'll be fine without Nick Chubb. Yes, yes. But you know, that's the first time he's played like that in like two and a half years. So we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. the the biggest thing in this game is going to be who uh, is going to block Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. Uh, I saw that uh, Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum were back in practice today, along with Marcus Williams. Uh, so that's great. But even if those guys are back, Miles Garrett is not somebody that will be blocked. Uh, <laughs> well, just, let's listen. He um, just refuses. This is a game. Let me say this. Ryan Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum, I don't think, I don't know if they're 100%. If they're not 100%, don't play them, right? I don't, you know, Miles Garrett is somebody that's just, you, you're going to have to, you know, scheme to, to, to take, you know, play away from him. You know, if he lines up on the left, the play goes to the right. You know, if he lines up on the right, the play goes to the left. Whatever. Whatever you got to do to to scheme him out of it. And it's going to be hard because Darius Smith is on the other side. It's, it's a challenge. But this is where coaching comes in. You got to figure it out. And also, mm-hmm. you know, your defense should be able to neutralize that other side of the ball. Deshaun Watson has not been playing great, right? Our defense has been playing really well. So mm-hmm. the defense needs to keep them in the games and – Munkin, Harbaugh, they need to figure something out on offense. And I don't want to rush. This is like, you know, we've had conversations about Ryan Stanley's health, but that's the real problem with Ryan Stanley is rushing him back too early. Yeah. Right. Multiple times. Yeah. So, and I mean, Marcus Williams practicing. I mean, then he like, then he tear like a. Yeah. They they said that he was going to be out, you know, for an extended period, you know, and this is obviously before so yeah, i don't know so, if he's if he's actually ready to play or if he's just getting back out there and and you know starting that process and he's still gonna miss some more time or what uh yeah. but he was he was out there practicing i don't even want him out there practicing just heal just heal you know what i'm saying like i don't want you going out there reactivating anything uh we'll be fine just just i want you guys back close to 100 percent as possible uh especially stanley and linderbaum because it's a long season, right? We're only going into week four. You still have 14 more games. So, you know, if you're not ready for this game, okay, maybe we struggle with the O-line. We will struggle, most likely. Um, that's fine. We should still be able to figure out a way to win the game. Um, and even if you don't, it's not the end of the world. But have your guys um, in a position to where they can really contribute because we're going to play them again. Uh, Rogue Paz says he didn't practice. He was just on the other field running around. And my question to you, is there a discernible difference between that and what the rest of y'all do every day out there in practice? <laughs> well, he's on defense. They do practice. You could tell. Offense, they just run around. But, you know, Especially this, what we're talking about right now is exactly why you can't take weeks off against teams like the Colts, right? Because <clears throat> you look at Baltimore yep. and, you know, we'll we'll see who plays this week, right? But Right now, their two best offensive linemen have missed the last couple of games. They're hurt. Their two defensive backs have missed the last couple of games. They're hurt. Their best edge rusher, and Tyus Bowser, is out. Their best running back – well, their two best running backs, uh, uh, well, actually maybe even three, depending on where Gus is at. Uh, but Dobbins, Hill, and, and Edwards have all been hurt. And you still should have beat the Colts, right? And you should be sitting at 3-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. And then a loss to Cleveland is not as big a deal. But instead, D 
didn't take that game seriously enough, didn't execute well enough, just were out there playing sloppy, making mistakes all over the field. Got beat. Now it's two and one. Now you're tied with Pittsburgh and Cleveland and only one game ahead of Cincinnati. And if you know you go in there with all those injuries and Deshaun Watson is playing like the the previous Deshaun Watson and you get another loss, you're in trouble. And yeah, then then you're just you're falling back to the pack. Yeah. Shout out to Eric L. Forward. Yeah, shout out to Eric L over on, on Facebook, uh showing us love over there. Salute to you. What's up, Eric? Um, appreciate you as always, Eric, man. Big supporter of the show. Salute to Marco G for a donation. Says everybody is gangster until the Ravens injury report comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That's a fact. That's a fact. And listen, listen. You got 60 people in here. Hit that like button. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. If you're looking to get your your comment highlighted right here or right over here. There we go. Right over there. Uh, the way to do that, this is how we do our super chat here. That pin link that you see in the chat box will take you to our stream elements page. Also, right below B, dollar sign LBHT show. That is our cash app. Both ways, you can leave a donation, leave your comment, and Microphone Man will raise his fist to salute you. Okay. Um, and we'll read your comment on air. That's how you do that. Um, is OBJ back this week? I don't think so. I don't think he practiced today. Yeah, I didn't see any news about him being back. Uh, hopefully, he's out there. They should have Rashad Bateman back, uh, which will which will obviously help. But yeah, I don't I don't know about Odell. Yeah, and salute to Rogue Pod. Uh, he says, and don't forget, we have Pittsburgh next week. We should not have lost this game. I agree. Thank you for the donation, and don't appreciate that. Yeah, you you know we can't <laughs> we can't take these games for granted because when that game puts us solely in number one in the division right and it gives us a little wiggle room to lose one of these games if, if it comes down to that i'm gonna be honest i'm less worried about pittsburgh but i am worried about i am worried about the browns because they have the talent right like again mm-hmm. it, it really depends on Deshaun watson and listen the ravens defense is really good right they, I mean, neutralizing Deshaun Watson without Nick Chubb is so much easier. It's so much easier, right, to, 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 to take him out the game and force somebody else to step up. So I do feel good about that. But their defense against this O-line and this coaching staff could be another ugly game, you know? Yeah. So how are we going to play this game? And, again, it comes down to execution. That's really what it is. It's execution. We, we look at the O-line this past week um, versus the previous week. They didn't play as bad against the Bengals, right? They understood that this is a big game for them, and, you know, all hands need to be on deck, and they 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 have to step up, and they did. This week, they thought they could slack off, mm-hmm. and the Colts' defense is really good as well, yeah. you know? So – why weren't they prepared to go out there and play them? I understand as a, as a whole, you don't expect the team to be that good, especially without their starting quarterback, right? Especially with Gardner Minshew out there, who's a turnover machine, right? But man, like, like you you have to show up still. Those guys can play, you know, and that that's where that's where coaching comes in. That's where your head coach, your coaching staff needs to make sure that they're out there on the same page. And if you do take a loss like that. That's that's a a teachable moment for them. That's where you you're going into film study on Monday and saying, 
See, this is what happens when you don't take the game serious every week. You have losses like this. Now, let's turn it around. Let's do what we all know what we can do and go out there and, and whoop the Browns. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, if I'm Baltimore, I'm just I'm teaching five of my old linemen to hold every play. They're not going to call it. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll write. Listen, he may not show up because he's a, he's a brown, but I'll write Joe Thomas the biggest check uh, imaginable to come in and teach them how he held every single play for his Hall of Fame career. Yeah. What's up, RTV? Thanks for coming through. Uh, he thinks we're gonna hit our stride um, around weeks eight to ten. Yeah, but we should be doing it earlier. You know, I understand. I, I understand. Everybody is get is. With this new structure of the NFL, 17 weeks, um, only three weeks of the preseason, people are using teams are using the early part of the season to hit their stride to, you know, kind of ramp ramp it up. But it shouldn't take eight to ten weeks, man. I agree with you. It, round weeks eight to ten is probably where you'll see us at our best. It shouldn't take that long. It shouldn't take that long. What's going on, Coach? Uh, and I just want to point out that uh, it is September 27th, and so this is the last live show, live stream of September, and Coach is currently sitting in number one in the loyalty points competition by a, by, by a pretty solid margin, about nice. 1,400. Uh, so if you do want to try and get into first place for the, the, the monthly prize, now is the time. Okay, so let's talk about that real quick, and we'll, we'll continue this Ravens talk. Um, and I see Garnett. Salute to Garnett, man. Thanks for coming through. Um, yes, we got we got some tough defenses coming up here. So the offense, man, like you, you got to step up. I don't care who's out. You, you got Lamar's playing, right? Draw some schemes. Um, you know, block it up for him, right? Get the ball. You know, find some ways to get the ball off his hands quicker. Do what you got to do, right? I mean. We still got some talent out there, you know. Like we should be able to win these games. I, I don't want to hear these excuses about injuries. Everybody has injuries, y'all. Everybody, you know. But yes, the point system, as you see, Hendo looking up his points. That's how you look up your points. How many points you have on this channel? Exclamation point points, right? Type that in, and the Streamlabs bot will give you the answer. Hendo has. 1980, 1980 crew points, crew coins, I should say. All right. Um, and how do you get points by what you're doing right now? Watching us, listening to us, um, uh, participating in the chat. All those things get you points. Okay. Donating gets you a lot of points. Mm -hmm. Going over to our website, lbhtshow.com and signing up for our newsletter will get you a thousand points. And if you if you're too far behind to catch coach, which some of you are, that's fine. Nobody just, is. They've all got credit cards. Well, th there you go. There you go. That that is true. But um, and you know, look, you ain't got the money to donate like that. That's fine. Signing up for the newsletter will get you a thousand points, easy peasy, and that's mm -hmm. all you need to enter our drawing. Because every month we give away two prizes. One is a grand prize to the person with the most points. Right. And they kind of let them choose their prizes right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, we give you some options of what you want. Uh, Ferris got a bucket hat. Hendo got a video game. I believe. Yeah, God of War. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He got a video game. Um, the second prize, which is a drawing, um, 
you get a $25 Amazon gift card. All right. So all you need is a thousand points to enter that drawing. Okay. And it, it doesn't cost you a thing. Just participate, be a part of the, of the community that we're building here. All right. Also sign up to Patreon, patreon.com slash LBHT show. If you have as little as $5, sign up. All right. That gets you points. All right. Um, and that's the top. Uh, that's, that's, that's the top chart right there. Sipty Tally Films is number one. Jeremy Miller is number two. Yolanda B, three. Will G, four. Dandy's five. Ropox, six. Jay the six, seven. Marco G, eighth. Malik B, nine. It cut off at nine. Didn't show the 10. But there you go. That's how you do it. Um, okay. So, yeah, thoughts on this game, though. I still think, I think we should win. I, I think we should win. Uh, coming off a loss like that, understanding this game has some urgency to it now. You don't want to be two and two with a loss in a division, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, I mean, look, it's not the worst, but not ideal. No, right? not at all. And and honestly, this is a team we should be able to beat. We should. Yes, defense is really good, but the X factor with Lamar Jackson, you have you have enough talent out there. Yes, the O-line is some issues there. You're going to have to scheme around that. Zay Flowers is looking pretty good. Nelson Aguilar has looked good, right? You haven't got Rashad Bateman really going. You got to get him going. Is he going to play? I know, I know he was... Yeah, I mean, I think they said that, you know, and some people in the chat said he didn't practice today, but they, they said he wasn't really injured so much as, you know, they, he felt his tight his uh, hamstring tighten up, so they took him out of the game. Because they were uh, using him. It was, more, <laughs> it was more precautionary than anything. I, I would expect him to play. Yeah. Um, Mark Andrews we'll is see. back. Yeah, so, I mean, you have to win this game. You know, the defense, I, I, I don't have a lot to say, a lot of, uh, any, any real criticism of the defense through three three weeks, I think they've done a really good job, and I think they're going to do another good job this week. You know, credit to them. The offense has to step up, and including Lamar. I know people don't like uh, any criticism of Lamar. Lamar has it, it's tough. It's a bouncing act. He, you know, somebody says he he plays plays hero ball too much. He has to sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think last week. In the first half, um, the offense just wasn't going anywhere. The play calling wasn't great. He wasn't being protected, and he felt like he had to take matters into his own hands, which he kind of did. But you still got to be smart about it, yeah. right? I know it's not easy, but you you got to you you have to be aware of those things. So those are the things that he has to work on um, to really put his you know his team in the best position to win these games because your coach ain't going to do it. You know. Well, and and I mean, we're going to talk about this a little bit uh, towards the end of the show as well. But you know, we had hoped coming into the season that it would be less on Lamar, uh, and they had Todd Munkin, who is not Greg Roman, obviously. Uh, you got Odell Beckham, you got Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman was you know hopefully going to be healthy, and the reality is the. Those guys just haven't really been making plays. Like Zay's been, you know, he's shown off his talent, but not a lot of big plays for, right. for Zay, right? Uh, not much at all from Odell at this point. I mean, granted, he missed the, this last game. Uh, not much at all from Rashad Bateman. J.K. Dobbins isn't there. Uh, likely hasn't stepped up at all. At all. 
Right. I'm going to say that again, at all. At all. And, uh, you know, in, in through the first three weeks, it's been a lot of, man, we got to, we're relying on Lamar again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this can't be the case anymore. This can't. And if you need some talent out there, go and get the talent. Jonathan Taylor is still out there. Right. Um, there, yes, they say they're asking for a first round pick. I don't think it's going to take a first round pick, to be honest. You can work out something else. Anything that's not a first round pick, uh, give it up. I don't care if it's a second, I don't care if they ask for a second and third. We don't do anything with our picks, right? We don't do a good job drafting later. Um, and yes, you know, he's going to want money. You have to pay him. I understand the running back position has been devalued, but on a team like ours, we value the run game. And when our top three running backs are out, and we're afraid to hand the ball off to Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake, even though you picked them, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Even though you picked them up, you're afraid to give them the ball. Um, yeah, go and get somebody that you know can't can handle those snaps. So yeah. make that trade. That's that's a that's a trade that that can get us some more talent on this team that can help get us over the hump. Hey, look who's here! Our friend Kimberly Harmon. Welcome What's back, going on, Kimberly. She said, hey, everyone, good evening. Good evening, Kimberly. Good to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I do think they they get the win because there's a little bit more sense of urgency with this game, and these are the games where Harbaugh will step up, right? Because this is a game, oh, people are watching this one. You know, I got to make sure I get this win. So I expect, I expect the Ravens to... Uh, I'm picking them. I think so. I, I, I'm picking them to win. I'm picking them to win. We'll go over the score uh, when we do the predictions. We'll, we'll do a, a score prediction. Uh, who who are you picking? I'm gonna pick Baltimore. Uh, I'm very hesitant to do so because we just saw that O line get dominated by the Colts front, and the I think mean, the Browns front may even be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously I think Deshaun Watson is better than Gardner Minshew. Uh, their receivers are better than the Colts receivers. Their tight ends better than the Colts tight end. Um, so I don't no, like I am hesitant to do so. But we do know that when, when the uh, threat is real or there's a real challenge coming up on the schedule, then, then the Ravens are more prepared to play. Yes. So I wouldn't expect them to have the same type of performance that they had this past week. Um, and all things being equal, I'm, I'm almost always going to just side with Lamar, the team that has Lamar. So I'm going to pick the Ravens. Yeah. Speaking of Lamar, before we move on, look, I'm, I'm seeing a bad trend going on around here where, I mean, look, you guys know we, we're huge Lamar fans over here. I mean, that, that goes without saying. But when there's criticism of Lamar, man, don't, don't be that person that must defend, you know, mistakes. That he clearly made okay uh i think we're pretty fair when we criticize him we're not going in on him uh same thing with coach when coach breaks down tape and he says hey here's where he messed up that's not saying anything negative about lamar like like as as a player overall we're just criticizing the the mistake he made and every player makes those mistakes yeah every player right pat mahomes is the best quarterback in the galaxy okay but you can watch some games from him he don't look great. We all saw week one because you guys were in here just celebrating, popping, popping champagne uh, <laughs> when when they lost to the 
to the Lions, right? Oh, he looks he looks human without you know with without you know targets. Haters <laughs> right. from from again the biggest <laughs> Lamar hater there is. Listen, listen Chris, and, and, and I'm being honest, man. Look, that's this is why I'm following. Uh, as, soon, as soon as we get a break, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna hop right. on Twitter. And I'm gonna hit that unfollow button. I was man. following, but I'm on following you now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, um, it's not, it, it can't always just be jokes, Chris. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, man, like everybody has bad games. <laughs> he says, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, everybody has bad games. So don't take it to heart. I, I know there's some people out there that, that you know, they go to the church of, of Lamar and they worship him, and you cannot speak you know his name in vain and all that stuff but criticisms you know small criticisms fair criticisms you know just agree say yeah you know he should have thrown the ball away there he shouldn't have taken the sack that's <laughs> right that's that's all we're really talking about um that's it nothing more move on right you know who we keep our our uh we keep our bullets for okay we keep the clip loaded for for that front office for that head coach, because they're habitual line steppers. All right. They're always messing things up for us. I, I like Kenyon Drake, man. I, I think I do he, too. he's been a good, good, good player, an underrated player throughout most of his career. But goddamn, bro, why? <laughs> why is Kenyon Drake on the field for the Baltimore Ravens in the year 2023? B, I'm not, listen, that's not the part I'm mad about. Right, I get it. He he played solid for us last year. He's familiar with the team. They're comfortable with him. I mean, I don't think that's a good practice to have, but I get it. Um, he fumbled the ball. Okay, not a good look. But why'd you stop giving him the ball? That's what gets me mad. Right? He fumbled the ball. Oh well. Like you, he had a big gain on that play too. Right? Like you know what he's capable of. Um, go and get. You know, or or, or, or you know, keep giving him the ball. Don't just go away from him all of a sudden because he fumbled the ball and, oh, you, know, you put the ball on the ground, you got to take you out the game. Well, you clearly didn't trust Melvin Gordon. That's why you went and got Kenyon Drake, right? So you got to keep, you yeah. got to go with it. I, I agree with you there, but that's a, that's a, uh, it's a separate issue mm-hmm. because Kenyon Drake shouldn't be on the team. Yes. Uh, and, he, and he shouldn't be on the field. I agree. Uh, but you know, it, but this is you know they always look at, and, and and Ravens fans are guilty of this as well. They always look at the guys who are on the team and think that they're ten times better than they are, and that they're good enough, and most of the time they are not. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Look, he says Lamar is the best thing to happen to the Ravens in a long time. Yes, everyone has has had bad games. Yeah, that's that's what we said. Like this is, this is not an argument. Lamar's 47, 17, and he's a winner. Nobody's arguing that. Uh, can we, Jose, what are your thoughts on Ravens players' injury? Are you worried that we don't have our key starters? Um, injuries are always an issue with the team. You know, they're, they're always an issue with the team. Uh, we, we tend to have a few more injuries than than most teams. So I, my my worry is, is rushing people back before they're ready, right? Um, my worry is... John Harbaugh continuing to lie to us about these injuries because then they didn't he say when Odell got hurt that hey his injury is manageable and he should just you know if everything if he does everything he needs to do basically he won't miss any time he'll be day to day like you know 
or week to week. He he won't, you know, he shouldn't miss any time. He can man he can manage it. And he's just out. <laughs> right? Like he, he's just out. Like anytime this organization opens their mouth about a player, it's it's always the opposite of what they say. Yeah. You know, uh, that bothers me. But injuries are part of the game. And they only they only worry me because I know this coach's staff um in this front office is just not as prepared to deal with those things as other teams. They don't know how to develop players to fill in for when players are hurt. Um, they don't know how to get, you know, they don't, they don't know how to scout the talent properly, right? Or get the right players for for our system. You know, what is our system? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Next man up is your system. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those, my bigger worries are what's going on with with uh, the coach and and the GM. Those are the bigger worries. All right, DDSQ, what's going on? It says Browns D is legit. Need uh, OBJ or Bait or both for Sunday. Yeah. We need our we need our coordinator to draw up some plays. That's what well, we they, need. It, it starts with they they need to be able to block. It doesn't matter what plays you're calling uh, if you can't protect. Because yeah. he's not gonna have time to to you're not gonna have time to let the plays develop. He's not gonna have time to find the open man. It doesn't matter. So they they need those guys up front to actually block. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk some Panthers. I see Omar Tillman in here. He's ready for some Panthers talk. Let's go. Let's go. B. <sighs> Tough game last week. Okay. Um, I know, I know a lot, lot of Panthers fans thought that Andy Dalton was going to be the spark that you needed. <laughs> and there were times where, uh, maybe, maybe, right? But ultimately, Andy Dalton is exactly who you think he is, a backup. Yeah, he's a, he's a good backup. Yes. Uh, he, was, he used to be a good starter. Yes. He's not that anymore. But, you know, he's a very experienced guy. He, he's not a... You know, a turnover machine type of guy. He he goes out there and he plays within himself and all that. Um, they're just not good enough right now. Is yeah, all yeah. that there is to it. Yeah. Um, speaking of not blocking, I mentioned this on uh, Steel Conspiracy yesterday, and I'll ask you too. I don't know if you you didn't. I'm pretty sure you didn't get to see it since you know Wu Tang and Nas and blah blah whatever. Uh, you know, Pro Football Focus. Uh, they you know we we don't really go with their grades. Uh, particularly for for linemen, but yes, but saw an interesting number from them because uh, they you know they 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 do track other stats that are that are very helpful. Um, yes, yes. So they they put out their their stats and and I saw it from the uh, Panther Nation podcast. They posted the graphic on Twitter. Shout out to them, to Rashad and Dave. <laughs> you know they changed their the way they grade uh, to to a Madden scale. You know, yeah, sort of, uh, to, for like for it to be more uh, uh, friendly. Or, or, or user casual friendly, friendly yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they grade zero to 100. And, you know, just you, you, you talk about kind of average adequate being in the 60s. And then, you know, once you get down to the low 60s and the 50s, you know, bad, kind of, you know, below average, getting into bad. Mm-hmm. What do you think um, Chandler de Savala's grade was this past week versus the Seattle Seahawks? I like Chandler Zavala, mm-hmm. but probably not good. No, throw me in the throw, throw a number out there for me. Y'all in the chat, you go ahead and throw a number did, out there too. Did he have Chandler a good game or a bad game? I'm not gonna tell you. So I haven't been I haven't heard Chandler Zavala's name being called a lot. 
So mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's been doing pretty solid. I, I've heard Equanu a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say a solid 60. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you, Equanu, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason you heard his name a lot. He had four false starts in the game. Uh, not in the season, in the game. He had a couple of them back-to-back. Uh, Chandler Zavala, and I know my man Living Legend was in the in the chat yesterday. My man scored a zero. <laughs> he got it, yes. <laughs> he scored a zero. And they, yeah. they counted uh, that he gave up 14 hurries in that game. He said, "He said, look, if Equanu going to take a day off, I want a day off too." <laughs> no, I just, I don't understand how you can get beat that many times in one a game. A zero, a zero, and gave up fourteen hurries. Um, so, so he didn't touch anybody at any snap. <laughs> well, no, to, to, to be fair, to be fair, they Dalton did have fifty-eight pass attempts. Okay, so, you, so he you, got he, he blocked his man on a solid forty-four plays. All right, you guys, you ever seen that meme or, or those, those videos where, where he had a security stand out on the field going like going like this, and people just walking by them? <laughs> <laughs> that was Chandler Zavala. Uh, it was it was bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> um, so you know, with that in mind. Yeah, Bryce Young is trending. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know, Marco. I don't know. But uh, they say Bryce Young is trending towards starting on Sunday uh, against Minnesota. They do have Daniil Hunter, who is second in the league in sacks right now. Uh, so not good. But he could have helped us out. They're know, just about us getting him. They're, 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 Carolina's just in a place. And I don't know if you saw, but Cam Newton did an interview with, I believe it was KJ Wright. Uh, he's on his show. And he just said they just don't have enough around Bryce Young for him to be successful. Uh, it's just not enough right now. You know, even with Thielen and DJ Chark and Hurst and, you know, Mingo and, and Martin, it's just not enough. And particularly, you know, we, we all kind of thought that the O-line was going to be one of the better units in the league. Yeah. And that would have, you know, made those guys maybe be enough. Right, if you if he has the time to stand back there in the pocket and be comfortable and and find the receivers, let them get open and everything. But if you're not going to block, and those are your receivers, it just doesn't work, right? Um, yeah. JC Horn is out with his hamstring injury uh, still. They haven't really put a number on that yet in terms of the number of week, weeks he's going to miss. Um, you know, Shaq Thompson's out for the season. Uh, this past week, they lost Xavier Woods, uh, one of their starting safeties, to a hamstring injury. He's, he's going to miss four to six weeks. And Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne are coming to town, along with TJ Hawkinson. So, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be on four. Uh, that's how but, it's looking. But, but though, the one equalizer they have is Kirk Cousins. Look. It, I would agree with you, but they are in fact playing at 1 p.m. not in prime time. Uh, so, yeah. so Kirk is gonna, Kirk is gonna dink and dunk his way to 400 yards, and you know, it's it it, it might it might be kind of ugly. Yeah, um, man. But you know, honestly, we got well. I got it wrong. Uh, start of the season. I I thought the Panthers would be much better. I thought the O line would be one of the better O lines in the league, right? Um, and I thought that they had enough talent on the offensive side, honestly, because I thought the defense would be better, right? Um, if your defense isn't going to be better, if your O line is going to give you, you know, if somebody your O line is going to give you zero, and you're still going to play them, right? Um, 
then you better have better talent than DJ Chark and Adam Thielen and Hayden Hurst, right? That's it. That's enough when uh who's that? Marco G that gave us a donation. Yes. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm gonna read that in one second. If <laughs> if if Iquanu is going to give you four false starts, if if Channel Zavala is just gonna stand there like this <laughs> and not and not do anything else, right? Uh if that's the type of and that's you know. And that's against the that 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 was with Andy Dalton in the game, which you know a lot of people will argue, hey, right now Andy Dalton's better. That, that's that's always that's always a a popular topic, right? That's always a a good talking point. People say, hey, well, yes, you know, so and so's the future. Right now, it's for you guys. It's Bryce Young. He he's the future, but Andy Dalton's better right now. I heard people saying that, mm-hmm. right? Which is not, um, but even for Andy Dalton, um. Uh, actually, the old line played worse, <laughs> right? But if 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 that's the type of team that you have, then there has to be something to help balance that out. Because when he has to get rid of the ball quick, you know it can't be, it can't be you know uh, uh, DJ Chark catching the ball because there's not going to be any 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 yak there. Definitely not with Adam Thielen. You know, like there's got to be something there. The running back. I mean, Miles Sanders he's solid, but you know. Not the best. There's got to be something there that that your young quarterback can lean on, to, you know, to to bail him out in those situations. Yeah. It's going to be a tough season, man. I don't want to see them go zero four because you know you guys don't have your pick. But look, man, it is what it is. Well, look, and and that's why after I saw the way they performed in week one, that's why I looked at their schedule and said they could realistically start out zero and six. They can. Uh, I thought that that Seattle was a chance for a win. And look, Andy Dalton. He had an okay game. Uh, you know, he threw for 360 yards, on, but it was on 58 attempts. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he was just lighting him up out there. Uh, but I, I fully believe that Bryce Young would have had a, a really, you know, a much, much better game than he had the first two weeks if he played. Seattle's defense just isn't good. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you saw with Andy Dalton. Like, those, the receivers were open. You know, he, he, hit, he hit open guys. Um and, and whether you believe that Andy Dalton's a better player right now by by a slim margin is not it's not really relevant. I mean, Bryce Young is the guy that you picked number one to be the franchise. He's the one you gave up DJ Moore and your future picks for, and he needs the reps. Yes. Uh, the the only argument to sit him out is, hey, we can't protect him, and you know, and you, and you don't want to admit point, that. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. at this point, look, they they've given up. Uh, Looking at it here now, they they've given up looks like nine sacks so far this season, mm. uh, which is just one more than the than the Vikings have. And you know, I mean, it's it's not good, obviously, but it, it's not the it's not the worst, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not a situation where I think you know, oh man, if Bryce Young goes out there, he's going to turn into David Carr. You know, I, I don't think it's that kind of a, a of a scenario. Right. So he needs to be out there playing, and he needs to get the reps. Andy Dalton does not. Andy Dalton's not going to win you games, and you know. So the best course is to have the young guy out there and let him improve. Hey, repeat that part. You you cut out for a second. I was saying the the best course is to have the younger guy out there and let him improve by playing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Salute to Marco G for the donation. It says, do you think Panthers will make a trade before the deadline and for what position? I think they should. 
I I think they need listen. They look, they're not Super Bowl contenders right now, but they need <laughs> they need to make a move. What position? Well, let me let me see what B B's uh, shaking his head about first. What are you shaking your head about? God damn it, Chris! It says poor Bryce. This shit is child abuse. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's not even funny. So whatever. Uh, no, nah, I look. I I think they need to make a move for somebody. He's a fully grown man. I think okay. it needs to be for a wide receiver. I think Mike Evans is a good candidate. All right. I think T Higgins is somebody they need to look at. Um, some uh, Saquon. Whoever, uh, Josh Jacobs, they need to do something to get Cal uh, 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 Pitts. They not, you know, Atlanta not using them. <laughs> you know how uh, angry Hayden Hurst would be. Hayden Hurst would turn into a school shooter if Cal uh, <laughs> Pitts showed up in, in Carolina to take his job again. But no, look, I'm fine with I'm fine with Miles Sanders. Like Miles Sanders is a good running back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a good solid running back. I'm and, saying a playmaker, and, and, they, and they they sure as hell paid him enough. Paid him yes. more than any other running back in the league this free agency, but uh, you know they need to go get T Higgins, and and this is one of those things where and I I it is so dangerous to say this to Scott Fitterer, but you just need to make it happen, right? Yes, because Scott Fitterer will make it happen, and you're gonna be real mad about what he gives up to make it happen, and because he is not good at negotiating trades. Listen, it, you need it, to get I mean, it done. Yeah, he he has to study what the Rams do, man. You got to say, man, f them picks. Yeah, like, you, you already did, right? Like, okay, uh, yeah, you gave up next year's first-round pick, which looks like it's going to be in the top five, right? <laughs> How they're playing right now. I mean, and that's being generous, because right now it looks like it's going to be one. But <laughs> if you've already lost that, what do you care if you lose your second-round pick to get a, a, a young number-one receiver? Listen, what do you care if you lose the following year's first-round pick? Right? Look, man, you have to start taking notes from 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 them. Like, hey, you know, all right, we don't have our next two first round picks, but uh, you know, we'll be up in a couple years, right? Our picks keep coming every year. Um, you have your quarterback. That's the main thing. Now get some talent around him. If mm-hmm. it takes, uh, if it takes a twenty twenty five first round pick to get it done, then give up the pick. But yes, T Higgins, I think <laughs> is somebody. Man, you look. I here is what they need to do. Right, because you're not going to hear any names like they, these old linemen are never advertised out there. But the Ravens did it one year. Uh, who was who was the, the tackle that we got from the uh, Jaguars? They went and got from the Jaguars. It was Eugene Monroe. Eugene Monroe. Uh, they went and got Bryant McKinney from the Vikings before that uh, yes. as well. But Eugene Monroe, I always remember him. Um, he was he was up and down, but he was when we got him, he was pretty pretty solid in yeah. what we needed at the time. Uh, I always remember him because nobody knew he was available. Yeah. Right. Like nobody like there was no reports that there was anything wrong. There wasn't, you know, anything out there that that suggested that he was available and the Ravens called and they're like, yep, you can have him. (laughs) Right. You have to make calls, man. And O-linemen are never going to be advertised, especially good ones. But there are some teams that are looking at the roster. They're saying we're not going to pay this man coming up. Right. We like him. He's good. We don't necessarily want to shop him. Because maybe in the offseason, there's not a market for him uh, or we can work something out. But, you know, if you call and say, hey, I got some nice picks for you right now, right here. You know, I got a second round, third round, or I got a, a, 20, a 2025 first round pick that could entice them to give up a lineman, 
right? You That's need to tackle bad. Go go call Lyle Collins. I mean, it it doesn't it can't get, be worse. It doesn't get worse than zero. Pick up Lyle Collins. It doesn't That's get worse it. than zero. But you know, I, and I'll tell you, I, the Panthers are are showing at least up to this point that they don't understand how this works either. Either right, because you went and you got the number one pick. You drafted your quarterback. He's your guy, right? And that and that starts the clock. And you are supposed to, for the next five years, spend irresponsibly to make that the best roster you possibly can around him. And they won't even pay Brian Burns. Right. A guy who they knew they were going to have to pay, who they turned down the trade to keep knowing they were going to have to pay. They're like, well, we don't want to pay you, though. So I don't really expect them to give up a pick and pay T. Higgins, but it's absolutely the right move for a team like Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they they're gonna have to like like you said, get it done. How they're gonna do it? I don't know how that manifests itself, but they have to figure it out. And this this right here is what you get paid for. Yeah. These are the moments that you that where you have to go and earn the millions of dollars that you're making when the answer isn't so obvious and you have to do a little digging. And it's really not even that hard. Uh, call, call start calling some people up. I would make the Bengals GM file a harassment suit against me before I start <laughs> asking about T Higgins. <laughs> call him and make it happen. <laughs> that I mean, I, I, I there'd be thirty-one teams that'd be looking at their phone, be like, "Oh man!" Well, I tell you, I call, I call Baltimore by Rashad Bateman. Yes, why not? Yeah. Y'all don't like Rashad, and they you, and we and we love him. Called picks. him out publicly, and then he mm-hmm. called out the GM, called him and called him a liar. Mm-hmm. I agree. Get him out of there. But. Multiple moves need to be made. It's not just one. Multiple moves need to be made, and they can make them. How aggressive do you want to be right now? Um, that's the only question, but the answer should be very aggressive. <laughs> it's, it, they should be very aggressive. You should be highly motivated to not want to just play it out with, with what you have and and just you know have a bad record. You should you know put together the best rosters possible, get young players or younger players, and and just be all in on winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they're young. They're young enough, but they're not good enough. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying you want good and young players. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, like you said, T. Higgins is the right move to make because he can be he can he can play at a high level with Bryce Young for these five years, these first five years of his, you know, of Bryce Young's career, right? So that's somebody that could that he can have all throughout this process as he's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get players like that, you know? Yeah, you know it would be pretty, um, pretty cool if they could like. And I know this guy just got here. And I know that they just drafted him in the uh, in the third round of this previous draft, DJ Johnson. But if they could trade him, maybe <laughs> for that that uh, that tight end out of Jordan Darn uh, out of Georgia, Darnell Washington, and Nick Herbig. Because yeah. those are the players the Steelers drafted with the picks that Carolina gave them. Uh, and they're both playing a hell of a lot more than DJ Johnson is because yeah. he's been a healthy scratch every week. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so, I, I guess we're both picking the Vikings this week. <sighs> yeah. All right. We'll give our score predictions in um, our week four uh, predictions. All right. Uh, this is this is gonna be another ugly one to to digest, but you know we'll break it down. Jeez, a zero? How you score zero by allowing fourteen hurries? 
That's a lot. That's a whole lot. So it's, a, it's, it's an incredible. That's a lot for a season. <laughs> I mean, like you give up fourteen hurries. I mean, it's not the most in, in the world, right? But it's not a good season. If you give no, up fourteen hurries. It, it's not. It's not. All right. Uh, what's going on in the NFL? Our man Colin Kaepernick, who has been blackballed from the league, mm-hmm. or as uh, Shannon Sharp would say, whiteballed from the league. Um, he's still fighting, man. He's still fighting to get back in. Um, to, he's he's monitoring all these situations around the league, and he says, "Ooh, I like what the Jets are serving up there." A little, you know. Uh, you got you got uh, what's his name, Zach uh, Wilson, mm-hmm. who. <laughs> I mean, it pains their head coach to 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 say this every week. Like, did you see him at the press conference? They're asking him about Zach Wilson. He's like, he's our starter for the foreseeable future. <laughs> oh man, he gets like you can see the vein popping out of his head. You know, every time he has the well, why is he the starter? Because he gives us the best chance right now <laughs> on the roster. I win. have I. I have full faith <laughs> in Zach, Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick said, man, let me just let me just send a little email his way. Say, hey, man, just let you know, thinking about you, you know, uh, I'm ready. I'm in shape, ready to go. Give me a look now. The answer is no, they're not going to pick him up. And I think this is embarrassing at this point that a team won't even kick the tires. I listen, I understand it's been a while, right? I understand it's been a while, but you see who some of these teams trot out there to play the position. Is it that crazy? Like well, I mean, the reality is at this point, he probably can't play anymore. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't played a competitive football game in seven years. Yeah. But he he probably doesn't have it. I mean, I'm sure he looks you know, it looks fine in workouts and whatever, but he hasn't played a game since 2016. Yeah. But you signed Trevor Simeon, though. <laughs> so. Right. <laughs> That's the thing, right? That's the thing. Like, your options are literally not any better, right? Yeah. And you might say, well, they play relevant football uh, more recently, but they suck. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what they're going to give you. You know exactly what Zach Wilson is going to give you when you go out there. Exactly but, what he's yeah. going to give you. But at this point, uh, Colin Kaepernick playing would look a lot like if you remember when the Vikings uh, signed Josh Freeman and started him that same week on a Monday night football game after he'd been out of the league and he, he looked like he had never seen a football in his life. <laughs> yeah. So like if they were to sign Kaepernick, they would have, you know, he would have to sit for, you know, several weeks, multiple weeks before he even attempted to play. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We we know why he's not on the team and why he's never going to be on the team again. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, he they're not going to call him. No team's going to call him. Um, and yes, at this point, yeah, it's it's. I, I don't think he he he's has it anymore. Right, he's just been out the game for too long. But compared to the players that are getting opportunities, you know, why not? You know, and I agree with Mikey here. He says, why not give Cam a call? I know a lot of people think Cam is just washed up and he doesn't have anything left. He has more than Zach Wilson. Yeah. Cam seems like he's really settled into the retired life, though. 
Yeah. Now, this is a good one here. Jada Six says Carson Wentz out there practicing in his commander's Colts Eagles attire. He has a talent. Like, like mm-hmm. that would that would definitely be the best option out there, right? Yeah. He's a starting caliber quarterback. But what does that tell you? What does that tell you about uh, about Carson Wentz? He's a and, terrible and, person. And he's the he 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 has the talent and he's the prototypical quarterback. And every team in the league is like, nah, son. Right, right. I, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, Ray Ross is sign cap, sign cap. Yeah, listen, we haven't, they, teams are real hush-hush about the problems they have with Carson Wentz. But a little has gotten out about Carson Wentz. And the little that's gotten out about him tells you, and, and just the fact that he's not signed right now tells you that it is really bad. Yeah. Like, like, the things that you think of when you think of players that are, you know, problems in the locker room, d- team distractions, you know, like the ones like that 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 they try to paint that picture for, that is actually Carson Wentz. Yeah, it has to be because if there was really if there if it was, hey, okay, he had a couple of disagreements, whatever, you know, um, but all in all, he was he was he was a good guy. He'll already be on a team. But the fact that he's still out there just chilling and and a team like the Jets, who are, are all in on the season, would rather go with Zach Wilson than to call Carson Wentz. That that's that speaks volumes. Yeah. Uh Ernest Johnson says Cap got paid to go away. He will not play in this league again. That's not what he got paid for. No. Uh and he he wasn't gonna play in the league again well before he got paid. Right. Right. That was that was a a, a settlement for basically wrongful termination he still wants to work he's always made that clear yeah right? they, they got paid so that the uh stuff that, that they have in their emails and their you know whatever documents wouldn't come out that's yeah. why cap got paid yeah uh but they had already decided that he was never playing again yeah that that was not yeah that that wasn't a that that wasn't a situation where it's like oh, okay we're paying you so you don't try to play like no he he's made that clear he's always wanting to play you know and listen, salute to him for for keep fighting. You know, um, uh, there's a lot of cabinet detractors um, out there, and I think that's that's kind of silly. Like what he did uh, is what um, I mean. You should you should all be on his side with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, a peaceful, very silent protest, right? Something that didn't bother anybody um, until somebody asked what he was doing, and then it became. It, an issue because he was doing it well before we we realized what he was doing yeah right and and you know normally when you when you see people protesting it's like oh why are you have to disrupt people you know people's daily lives and all this stuff and he wasn't doing that he didn't break any rules uh he wasn't preventing you from watching the game he wasn't protesting during a game anything like that but again we, we know what it's about it's, and, it's and he wasn't he was protesting. even he wasn't even taking the knee, yeah. right? Some, you know, somebody has suggested take a knee. It's more respectful. Mm-hmm. So he said, "All right, I'll do that." And then that became too disrespectful. And then that person turned on him too publicly. Yeah, yeah. The person who told him to do that, Nate right. Boyer. Yeah, yeah. That's a clown piece of, ass piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, so submitted questions. <laughs> We've got a couple questions. I don't, Jay, Jay, you are killing me, bro. Like every week while the show is going on, submitting a question. Listen, I just, you posted it late. 
I, I did post it late, which is why I'm going to ask Jay's question. Uh, I didn't I didn't get the screenshot, so I don't have it uploaded here. But I'm going to ask it before you ask. But it. yeah, before you ask it though, because um, look, submit questions. This is another way you can get points. All right, another way you can get points. If if you're new here, first of all, hit that subscribe button if you're new. But if you don't know what's going on, you see people type in exclamation point points. That is because we do a point system here. All right. The person with the most points at the end of the month gets a prize. Also, if you get at least a thousand points, you can enter our drawing at the end of every month, which will get you a $25 Amazon gift card. All right. So one of the ways to get points is by what you're doing right now, just watching the show. Mm -hmm. Also participating in the chat, donating to the show. Okay. Uh, you got the cash app right there under underneath B, the pin link that you see in the chat box. Also sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash LBHT show. Um, going to our website, sign up for our newsletter, lbhtshow.com. All these ways get you points. This is another way, a free way. We got lots of you don't have to spend any money on the show to get prizes. That's well, why we would prefer that you did. We would prefer that you support the show, yes. <laughs> but um, submitted questions, you submit a question to us, and if we read it on air, you get points. How do you submit questions? All the ways. Okay. We have a community post in YouTube where we say, Hey, put your question here. But you don't have to just put it there. You can send a, send us a DM anywhere, all of our social media, right below me, at LBHT Show. That is for everywhere. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, it's at LBHT Show. Okay? And you can send us a DM or just tweet at us. You don't even have to send us a DM. Just at us, put hashtag submitted questions or whatever, um, and and ask your question. And, you know, we can, we can select it from there. You want to email, email us? LBHT show at gmail.com, right? However, you can get if you see us in the street and say, Hey, I got to submit a question, right? Mm -hmm. You can you can do that as well. All right. Uh, but there's all kinds of ways to submit your question. Uh, submit them before the show. Before the show. Yeah, and I just want to ask, like, whose side are you on? Because even when I post it very early, he waits until the, the show is live to, well, to I, submit this question. I I so, stood back then. I didn't whatever. say anything. I supported right. you then. So whatever. But one time you didn't you didn't post it until the until the show started. And, and I read his question then too. Okay. But like you just said, that's not the only way. That's not the only way to submit a question. So you know, what are we doing here? Kogan so said what? what? No, no LinkedIn. Just for you, Kogan. I'm gonna get a LinkedIn page started. And you better follow. I'm disgusted right now. <laughs> All right. Submit a question number one. We got two questions tonight. One from our guy Jeremy Miller. I don't I didn't want to ask this or answer this question. Thoughts on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Do you think their relationship is a distraction from the game or does it help bring in new fans? I don't care, Jeremy. All right. I don't care about their relationship at all. I, I mean, look, I know the, the the networks love showing Taylor Swift at the game, hoping that these Swifties will tune in. It, it I, It's not a distraction from the game. I could not possibly care less about those two. I always love the D word distraction. How is it a distraction? Like who's distracted? Are the, you think the players are distracted? Right? Are, are we distracted? Right? I, I don't. It's, it's, how's it a distraction? I I mean, they they they're two time Super Bowl champions. He's defending Super Bowl champion. I think he can. I think he can handle a, a distraction of of dating dating somebody. Right? I understand she's a, she's a megastar. Right. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's getting asked more questions and whatnot, but I think he can handle it. 
<laughs> I have had to ask the most ridiculous questions sometimes. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I appreciate what, what it. What did I tell you yesterday, Jeremy? I told you behave. One week, just behave. Jeremy, I appreciate your questions. Keep submitting your questions, man. Um, it doesn't matter. It, it's something to talk about. We're talking about it now. For, for some people. Yeah. I'm only talking about it because of Jeremy. All right. Question two. <laughs> Chris said that's the question he was waiting for. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> question two. <laughs> Comes from our guy Omar Tillman. Uh, should the Panthers sell off assets like Burns or Chin to get picks to put weapons around Bryce? Uh, I was all for them trading Brian Burns when they were offered a couple first round picks offseason. They decided they didn't want to do that and they were going to keep him, have since not paid him. So I'm going to go ahead and say I was right on that one. Uh, but no, at this point, you've got him. You know, he, he's playing very well. Extend him. Uh, and you're just going to have to find other ways to put picks, to put players around him. I mean, the draft isn't the only way. And money should not be an issue at all for Carolina over the next five years while Bryce Young is on that rookie deal. That's the whole thing, right? You get your quarterback on the rookie deal and it frees up a lot of money for you to spend elsewhere. So go spend it. I got a soft spot for for uh, Jeremy Chin because we were we were completely wrong on Jeremy Chin. Not completely. Yeah, we're completely wrong. Not completely. I say he couldn't cover. He can't cover. Uh, he's not. He's not horrible in coverage. He can't cover. And and not only can he not cover, he's not even the playmaker he was in his rookie year. He hasn't been that. Well, stay tuned. I think he's he's gonna he's gonna have Look, a very he, good. He may, he may get back to that, and I hope. But we does. didn't think he was gonna be anything. But, we didn't yeah. think he was gonna be anything. He's really good. I, I, I well, I mean, I, he's good. Yeah, he's good. I, and I really like Jimmy Chin. Um, but the answer is depends on what you can get. Yeah, that that's the, it. Depends on what you can get. I like Brian Burns a lot. I like Jimmy Chin a lot. Um, I think they're much better than what they've shown, you know, last last year and and going into this year. Um. Yes, I would like for you guys to keep them. Um, but if you can use them to get some help on that offensive side of the ball, then you do it. Because what's our motto here? Hashtag defund the defense. All right. If if it has to be one or the other, and it doesn't have to be, but if if you're telling yourself it has to be we you know, if we're spending money on defense, we can't spend on the offense, then you spend money on the offense first. You you invested a lot to get Bryce Young. You have mm-hmm. to you have to go all the way. Okay. This is you can't half step on this. You have to go all the way in on him. And if you have to give up assets from the defensive side to make sure everything's right on the offensive side, you do that because you can rebuild a defense. Yes. Yeah. You know, once you got your quarterback, it's not hard to put money on that side, and, you know, and draft guys and develop that side of the ball. But <clears throat> protect your quarterback and get him some weapons. Those are the first priorities. All right, we got a question from Jay as well. Uh, since I said a few minutes ago that I would read it. I, I already regret that, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna read it anyway, uh, even though he's using his question to be a hater. Like, there was a <laughs> there was a slam dunk question about the Lakers that he could have asked, but he didn't ask that. He went, will Lamar's fumble streak continue? Mm. I don't yes. know, Jay. Are they going to continue to let him get hit from the blind side right after he catches the snap? Yeah. If, so yes. If so then yes. Yes, I, I think he's gonna have a fumble. I don't. I don't think he's gonna lose it. He doesn't lose that many, right? Um. But yes, they're not gonna protect him. Uh. Jason Gary is gonna get at least two sacks on him, right? 
At least two. Yeah, he's going to fumble the ball. Be, be ready for that. It is what it is. You know, I can live with that. Wow. What? We reading. MDT? Uh, yeah. MDT says, <laughs> he says, Jeremy Miller, are you are you distraction Kaepernick fight for black people getting killed by hands? That's why he took his knee. I guess that's a bad attraction. Oh, I see. Huh? I wonder what Jeremy said. What did Jeremy this say? What Jeremy said. Does Kaepernick actually care about playing or is this for attention? Uh, no, I think he cares about playing. Of course he cares about playing. This was the career that he had prepared for for his entire life that got stolen from him in the middle of his prime. Why wouldn't he care about playing? NET Sports, why are you getting so why are you getting so mad at Jeremy? There are so many, there are so many players in the there are so many quarterbacks in the league who were are, are, are would never be as good as Colin Kaepernick was. And Colin, and I'm not even saying he was a great quarterback, but there's a whole bunch of guys in the league who weren't close to to how good Colin Kaepernick was. And he's not, he can't even get assigned to a practice squad. Right. Uh, look, I think, I think what Jeremy asks is a fair question. And, and guys, like Jeremy's not, he's not hating, right? He's not hating. He's just asking questions. Um, but I think it is a fair question to ask. I think the answer is, I don't think he's, he's doing it for attention, but you know, you have a lot of famous people tying their names to Colin Kaepernick, right? Um, you had, he has a Netflix special. Right. He's he's had Nike commercials. Right. So it, you know, you could wonder like, hmm, is he, is he, you know, is all this stuff for cloud? Because look, you you have a lot of people that that do things under false pretenses, right? Mm-hmm. The, you know, uh, in the name of justice or social justice. And really they're just out there to, to enrich themselves. So it's it's good to be skeptical, right? Um, and look into these things, look into these people. Right. Um, but no, with Colin Kaepernick's situation, I don't think it's for attention. I think he 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 always wanted to play football. Right. And and with those people, you know, typically you're you're not sacrificing anything. Right. And Kaepernick has. Yeah. Uh Shug has asked me to check my DMs for another question. I saw the question already, Shug. I told you you couldn't ask any questions because <laughs> it's ridiculously late in the show for you to ask questions. But after I saw the question, I'm going to go ahead and ask it. This one is for you, Jose. Uh, Shug would like to know your favorite Taylor Swift song. Take it away. The only one that I know the name of offhand is Shake It Off. God damn it. I knew you were going to go like eight years ago. Yes. You know, you know what my favorite. Taylor I should Swift know more is? because my daughter is a Swifty. Um, yeah, and that's why I know the song that I'm about to say. Uh, and I've never heard this song, but Ronan, Ronan because yeah. she made me name my ship in Starfield Ronan. Yes. And I'm thinking Wandering Samurai. And after I named it, uh, and I was like, man, that was a great name. She started giggling, and she's like, ha ha ha, that's a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> why i hate children uh, so we're gonna go ahead that's all of these submitted questions for the week. and and because i have pre-scheduled the questions post for the, like, the next five weeks so it's going to be up thursday morning 9 a.m so jay has no excuses what we also have forward. to do on our social media is post there too like hey get your questions in so we'll 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 be a little bit more more um uh diligent. Is that the word? Diligent in that? Proactive. Coactive, yeah. Yeah, proactive in that. Um 
so yes, yes. So submit your questions for next week. You can start that right now. All right. Thank you to everybody no, that submitted not questions. Right now, tomorrow no. at 9 a.m. You can start. You can no, we're done with the submitted questions sec uh section, right? With the segment. Yeah. So any questions I submitted now will be for next week. You can start submitting them right now. You can't start right now. Post going up at nine. <laughs> uh y'all are gonna be on me about this post every week. Yeah, you you post your goddamn questions. Right, <laughs> oh, <let's> oh. <laughs> Hold on, let me get set up here because I you know I gotta get my backgrounds right here. Next up, <laughs> Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, I, I remember us talking about this before when Damien went on one of his 18 previous uh, trade demands that weren't real. And <laughs> we thought about Milwaukee being a, a prime destination for him and that they should have done whatever it took, whatever it takes to get him in there because he does the things that Giannis can't do at the end of the game. Because Giannis can't shoot. Um, you know, he, he's a great player, great defender. He's a very good offensive player. Like he can get to the basket almost at will. And I know that he he's he's trying to improve the shot, but it's just not happening for him. And they really struggle. They were having to go to Chris Middleton, you know, to close as their closer in games. And Chris Middleton's a good player, you know, even a very good player. And at times he's been that guy for them, right? But there's also other times where he he's completely disappeared in that role because he's not a superstar. Uh, but now they have one of the best closers in basketball in Damian Lillard. And they were able to acquire him while holding on to Chris Middleton. So now you have Damian Lillard, who is one of the best closers in the league, and you've still got that other guy who has been that on a championship team before. Uh, and he's just going to take a step down into the the number three role, which should make him even more dangerous. So. Yeah, you know, look, it's a good move, but man, I have mixed feelings about it because of you know Damian Lillard, man, like he he just talks so much, right? Like, you know, he first he he wanted he 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 wanted to do it, you know. He he wanted to do it the hard way, just just win with the with with the Blazers. He don't want to join up any other team, you know. He made some comments recently about joining the Warriors. Like, yeah, I expect everything they do. This is a nap. I don't want to win it that way. But now you're playing with Giannis, All right? That is that way is that way better, you know? Like is that is that is that more acceptable? I think they all grow up and realize it. You know, every single player who's ever won an NBA championship has had help. And so yep. there's not there's nothing noble about sitting on a bad team with no with no good teammates and losing. No, not at all. Not so at yes, all. it is. So yes, it is better. Yeah. Um. Uh, here, here are here's the trade details. Yes. Okay. Um. So the Bucks get Damian Lillard. Blazers get Drew Holiday, who uh, apparently he said just yesterday or the day before that he's he is a Bucks for Bucks for life. So mm. uh, you know that sucks for Drew, man. It does suck. Um, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, they they finally got rid of Ayton. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I see. Uh, sons sons are winning. Uh, got out Tumani Kamara, twenty twenty nine first round draft pick, and two pick swaps. Okay, Blazers really made out here. Uh, sons receive Yusuf Nurk Nurkic, mm -hmm. Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson. How you feel about this, B? 
Uh, I think it is a, an incredible win for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it makes them the favorites for the title next year. I agree. Um, so I, I think that's a slam dunk. Yeah, you don't want to lose a player like Drew Holiday, obviously. Uh, he's been a great player for them. He's been instrumental in their success. But Damian Lillard's a better player. Uh, so they upgraded that spot. And, you know, I'm looking, that's really all they gave up. They didn't give up anything else. They didn't not, do the, the they, picks? Not really. Uh, I mean, I think that I think the the picks are, are theirs, but I'm talking about, you know, they're they're in their window to win. They don't care about them picks. No. I'm talking about, I'm talking about pieces of the team. All they gave up was Drew Holiday, really. And they got a better point guard out of it. So I mean, this is a, a slam dunk for Milwaukee. Uh, for Phoenix, eh, you know, a bit of a mixed bag. I think. They got rid of DeAndre Ayton. I think that was their main but, thing. But the thing is, don't get rid of DeAndre Ayton. Just coach him up and 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 learn how to use him. Like, yeah, okay, he's not the guy that you thought he was going to be. The guy you were hoping that you were yeah. going to get when you drafted him. But he's not useless. No. Uh, and if you hated him that much, you shouldn't have paid him. But uh, you know that that's going to leave a hole in their lineup. Obviously, uh, and and they didn't have a bench, but they they got some guys for the bench now. Nurkic, he'll he'll come in and he'll he'll take that Aiden role. The guys that they got other you know, outside of that, I mean, not not anything special. Um, but there are guys to add to the bench. Grayson Allen, I think, is a net negative. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Suns. Like a C minus on that one. Uh, I, I don't think it's great for the Suns. Yeah. For the Blazers, uh, getting DeAndre Ayton. I don't know anything about Kamara, uh, but they got the picks and they're shopping Drew Holiday, so they're going to get more. So I think yeah. it's a win for the Blazers. They've got uh, they've got Scoot Henderson, they've got uh, Anthony Simons, and they can properly start their rebuild at this point. Uh, so I think it's a win for them as well. Um, Depending, you know, obviously it depends on what they get for Drew Holiday as well. But I mean, you're never going to get value for a superstar in in a trade. But I think they did pretty well here. Yeah, I think all around, you know, everybody won to a certain extent. The only losers here are the Heat, <laughs> because what what was it that they were asking for from the Heat that they didn't want to do the deal? Do you remember? Uh, the, it, so it was going to be Tyler Harrow, and I think they asked for. Oh man, I can't remember. But it was it was another player who they did not want to give up. Um, I can't remember which one it was. Which player it was? The, the point is, the point is, because they because that they missed out missed out on KD and and Damian Lillard, right? And I understand sometimes you might think, well, hey. You're not going to get a better offer, and you can you can look at this trade and say, you know, whatever they offered. I'm not sure what exactly what they offered, but whatever we offered, pretty much is in line with that. It matched that, right? Um, you that's not going to make you sleep better at night because you don't have Damian Lillard. You have to do what you have to do to get Damian Lillard. Yeah, right. You were just in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Lillard would have helped you there. You have to do what you have to do to get the player that you need, right? Tyler Harrow can't hold up the deal. Well, he wasn't the one that was holding up the deal. They were very willing to move Tyler Harrow. It was uh, somebody else. Uh, oh, Bam Adebayo? Remember. Was it Bam Adebayo? I don't think it was him. 
Uh, I'm looking at the roster now. I'm trying to remember who it was they were talking about. Coach said hair was off limits for uh, Damian Lillard. Not according to Miami. Yeah, they can't. Damian uh, uh, Tyler Hero can't be what what blocks the the trade. You got sh- you got to ship him off. Tyler Hero's not going to win you a championship. Yeah, I I, I can't. I, you know, at the time, I want to say Caleb Martin, but. That's what Jeremy thinks it is. Caleb Martin. If that's, if that's who it was. He can go too. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was somebody who should not have held up the trade. <laughs> that, yeah. That's that's who it was. So <clears throat> I, I'm with you, though, B. <laughs> it was Tim Hardaway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm with you. The the Bucks had to be looked at as a favorite because they didn't really deplete their bench. You know, yeah, they didn't. They, they, really... they, 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 they just swapped. Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard. Yeah. That's yeah. a win. I hate it, you know, um, but it is what it is, man. I, I don't I don't hate it that much. I like Giannis, but but yeah. that doesn't help the Nets anymore. So right. well the net the Nets could have got in there, but they chose not to. And I think that was smart for the Nets. I think that was smart. So um congrats to them, man. And and they are they're easy to favorites coming out the east. Um yeah, yeah, and the Blazers, you know, look, they're, they're, they're hitting the reset button. <clears throat> they got Scoot Henderson. We'll see what kind of player he turns into. If he turns into a really good player, you know, they're right back in it, you know. Um, Anything else to add to that? Yes. Give me one second. Coach said uh, Dame's not built the heat way. <laughs> uh, that, that's what losers tell themselves when they lose out. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you, you sound like a Knicks fan right now. Oh, he wouldn't have been there. He wouldn't have survived in New York. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't did this, did that not go through? What? Uh I just put up the tip from KP. Did it not go Oh through? no, it did not go through. Let me try this again. Give me one second. Let me see if it goes through. Okay. Jerry Miller says he blames this on Pat Riley. There it is. Oh, there we go. Salute, KP. <laughs> Thanks for the donation. Says I think it was uh, Jovich, and I, th- Jovich. I I wanted to say that as well, but I I don't remember him being part of the rumors. But they're they're very high, uh, and and you know uh, he he had a, a pretty decent playoffs for them. Young guy, and they're they're expecting great things. But I just I don't remember him being part of the. Uh, the rumored packages, but it might have been him. It might have been. But my thing is this. All right, coach. You don't want to give up those guys. Um, you cool with running it back with who you have uh to try and make another championship run, or do you think you need more? Right? Like that's what it comes down to in the end. Uh what you have on your team, I don't think is enough. Obviously, like look, they they can make it to the finals. They just showed you they can make it to the finals. But do you think with a healthy hero, you know, and, and Caleb Martin, all those, all those pieces, um, they can make another run and win it because you're already in the finals. Can you win it or do you need more? And if you need more, what's the answer, right? Like, I think Damian Lillard was the most talented player available for you. Um, I just don't, I just don't think, man, the guys that, that you had to give up were worth, you know, not doing a deal over. Yeah, because look, the answer is they obviously need more. Uh, yeah. They made it to the finals through a pretty soft East, and mm-hmm. it showed in the final. You know, it showed that they weren't they weren't really on that level. 
yeah. uh, just like the last time they made the finals, right? They need more and they're unwilling or unable to get more. Yeah. So yeah. it is what it is. All right. Let's, okay. Cause we had an hour and a half. Let's do combat corner. Yes. Um, but before we start, um, I want to direct your attention to right below B. Okay. Patreon.com slash LBHT show. Um, thank you to all the people, all the patrons that we have so far, man. Um, uh, guys are really uh, doing a great job supporting us. We appreciate it. Um, if you are, are new to the channel, first welcome and uh, hit that subscribe button if you're enjoying the content. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support us, you know, you guys give donations. Really appreciate that. Uh, buying our merch also helps. You can go to uh, lbhtshow.com slash shop and uh, check out our selections over there. But uh, if you want to support on a ma- monthly basis, uh, we give a lot of perks to our patrons. B, can you just real quick tell them some of the things that they can get for signing up to Patreon? Yeah, you for our five dollar tier, you get into our NFL Pick'em League, uh, where we give away a custom LBHT trophy uh, to the winner at the end of the season. If you join the ten dollar tier, uh, you get our LBHT crew coin. You get into our fantasy football leagues we have a dynasty league going on where we give away a custom championship belt and we have a redraft league going on as well you know if there's enough interest another uh <laughs> another dynasty league uh and then we also have the uh 20 tier which is a combined tier for this show and our boxing podcast ring kings podcast we have the 60 tier as well uh which is for creators who you know, people who are, are just starting out on YouTube or interested in starting out on YouTube and, and we kind of provide some, some consultation and, and guidance uh, to help you to avoid some of the common pitfalls uh, yeah. just starting out. Yeah. So like I always tell people, you know, look, the overtime show, uh, that's worth the price of admission and sign up to our discord. Um, and once you're in, man, you're in, you know, we don't kick anybody out unless, you know, you give us reason to. Right, it's a great community over there. You guys are very active in the chat. We don't get to read all your comments in the the chat, but you sign up to our Discord, man. That thing's going twenty four seven. You know, so you can keep that conversation going over there, well after the show. Um, But I mentioned the overtime, overtime show. What are we discussing tonight? More Coach Prime. Coach Prime is a hot topic, man. And his team just got just got, you know, they got crushed by the Oregon Ducks, which kind of expected, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Now, anytime, anytime coaches, uh, Coach Prime's Colorado team takes the field, there's going to be some controversy one way or another. It's, it's a hot topic. Um, and this week, it's, hey, they got destroyed. Uh, Oregon coach talking a little trash. Was it warranted? Should they run up the score? <clears throat> Did they deserve it? All that stuff. We're going to discuss all that on the show. And I'm going to give you my experience at the Wu-Tang and Nas concert. I was there with the OTR crew, OTR Mike, OTR Brandon, OTR Quan. We had a great time. And we're going to discuss that and um, anything else that comes to mind. So if you want to be a part of that, patreon.com slash LBHT show is how you do it. All right. Combat corner time. We got a big fight this weekend, B. Yes. One of the biggest of the year. One of the biggest in boxing with uh, Canelo Alvarez going up against Jamel Charlo. Uh, not Jamal, not the 160 pounder, the 154 undisputed champion. And I believe this is going to be the first uh, 
undisputed versus undisputed fight in boxing history. Uh, he's moving up two weight classes to fight Canelo, who's undisputed at 168. If you don't know what undisputed means, there's four major belts. Uh, unified means you have two or three. If you have all four, you're the undisputed champ. Yeah. Uh, so both of them have all four belts in their respective weight classes. And they're going at it this, uh, this Saturday. Uh, we're going to be streaming after the event on uh, Ring Kings podcast. It's a very, very interesting fight because Jamel Charlo is in his prime. Uh, he, he's a great boxer, great technical boxer. Uh, he is able to, and he, and he can withstand uh, pressure fighters, right? Which is what Canelo's been doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, recently you saw him fighting Brian uh, Castaño in their rematch, and Castaño was trying to follow him around the ring trying to bully him, get him, trap him up against the ropes and in the corner and, and just kind of, you know, lay into him a bit. And Charlo just kind of led him around the ring by his nose all night long. And, I mean, he, he put a pretty good beating on him. Uh, it, was a, it was a great performance. Uh, but, again, you're, you're talking about now Canelo, who is at 168 and has fought at 175 recently as well. Yeah. Uh, so he's a much bigger much stronger guy than Castaño or Charlo. And the question is going to be, is he going to be able to withstand the pressure from Canelo? Uh, Is he going to be able to stand up to Canelo's punch for 12 rounds? Because that's what Canelo's been doing for his last four or five fights, just kind of walking guys down, not worrying too much about the defense. And I imagine he won't worry too much about it uh, against Charlo either. I don't think that Charlo will really be able to hurt him. Uh, So he's going to try and just walk through those punches and just beat on him until until he gives out um he, he tried to do it with dimitri bivol but bivol is bigger and stronger than him and all and on bivol's arms and shoulders and didn't really have much effect and so the question is going to be do they have an effect on charlo do they make him drop his guard uh and if he does drop his guard and, and get caught at any point is he going to be able to stand up to that power yeah that's the question right um Man, I just think too many fights you've seen Canelo just too too stiff, right? He mm-hmm. he doesn't move around well anymore. I, you know, he 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 probably in decline, right? Mm-hmm. And Charlo moves around really well, right? He's not a guy that's gonna stand there in front of you. And I think he moves better than Bevo. Bevo moves around really well, especially for a uh yeah. a light heavyweight, Jesus. <laughs> but um I, I think that's it's gonna be tough, man. If he can't, if he doesn't have the footwork to keep up with Charlo, Charlo can just outbox him. Because I told you my my concern and Mikey's concern, OTR Mike's concern with Char- with with Canelo, and we like we we all like Canelo. Mm-hmm. But my concern with Canelo started back. Um, I mean, I I started seeing it in the Billy Joe Saunders fight, but it really concerned me in the Caleb Plant fight because me and Mikey had Caleb Plant up in that fight. And we're like, man, he's just getting out boxing. He's not doing anything about it. But Caleb Plant famously is known for, you know, gassing out in the later rounds. Yes. Charles fierce, man. Like, yeah. good yes. lord. Because he was beating David Benavides, too. Yes. And David Benavides says, that's cool. Six round coming up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like clockwork, and they hit that six round. <laughs> Caleb was like, yo, we got, we got how many rounds left, yo? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not going to happen to Charlo. Charlo's not going to gas out. No, right. So that's gonna be the thing. So 
you're going to have to really try to wear him down early on. Maybe we don't know, right? Because he's moving up two weight classes. This is this is out of his element a little bit. I, I don't know how he's going to look there. And Charlo's not perfect. He's 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 taken a loss before, you know. Um, sort of. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was off night. I don't think he's going to have that off night again. But you know, this is uncharted territory for him. But I'm giving the edge to Charlo right now. Yeah, you know, look in boxing. The, the the power is the the kind of uh, the sexy thing, the attractive thing. That's what gets people watching. People love to see knockouts. You know, they, they love to see the big hits. But typically, you take the skill over the power every time. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure that's going to hold up here. I mean, because Can- Canelo is a skilled fighter. I, I don't want to sound like you know, like we're saying he's some brawler or whatever. But he's no, he's but we just haven't we haven't seen that um, from him for yeah. A while. And, and yeah. he 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 has always been very committed to body punching. Uh, and recently, it seems like he's kind of said whatever to that too, a little yeah. bit. And I, I think that if he comes in uh, and really learns his lesson from the Bivol fight. And I mean, he can even still just try and walk Charlo down. But if he goes to the body uh, consistently early on, and even if he's not landing clean shots, as long as he's he's touching Charlo, he can wear him down. Uh, I, I think, honestly, I think the weight's going to be too much. I think the size is going to be too much for Charlo. Uh, I'm I'm going to take Canelo in a in a decision. I think it'll be a close decision. Because uh, I think Charlo will outbox him for a good portion of the fight, but I think you know he'll he'll just he'll get worn down, and Charlo or uh, Canelo will will bank some of those late rounds. And we all we all know that uh, when Canelo fights, you have to convince two of the three judges because one of them is in the tank for Canelo already. <laughs> that that is true. That, yeah, yeah. At, at least one uh, in the Bivol fight, it was like all three of them. Man, the most consistent thing out of Canelo's career is those judges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That even in a loss, there's some controversy there. Um, it's going to be a good fight, though. I think it goes decision one way or another. I'm picking Charlo. You're picking Canelo, but we both expected to go the distance. So, uh, what's going on, Killer? Says, hola, como estas? <laughs> Muy bien. How you doing, man? Yeah, I see, I see. <laughs> all right this is this is perfect timing okay that was a that was a nice you know solid segment um almost took away from background okay look we got trivia time and we're getting out of here all right if, if, oh, if i'll tell you what well, bonus we, time, you know we have trivia time and the predictions oh we need to do predictions all right this this has got to be rapid fire because we yeah. we have 18 minutes before we got you know could we hashtag no two hours all right so we're gonna do trivia time real quick Real quick right now. Um, Here's what we'll do. Uh, Throw out the question. Yeah. Then we'll do the picks. And then we'll come back. I or, or, that much time to Google. Okay. Okay. Quick. Yeah. All right. Quick trivia. Let's go. Let's and, go. And, and, and it is an issue, too. Because, look, uh, this past weekend, the Ravens went out there. And, and Lamar Jackson, he had a decent game. Uh, he made some mistakes. Right. But he, he also... You know, he was pretty accurate for the most part in the past game. And he ran, excuse me, 14 times for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. He led the team in in rushing. Uh, Like we talked about earlier, we came into this season hoping and kind of assuming that they would use him less in the run game because now you got Odell, you got Aguilar, you've got Zay Flowers, you got Rashad Bateman back, you got Todd Munkin, who 
can actually design a passing offense unlike Greg Roman. So far, that has not been the case. So far, he's still been he's still been running. Yeah. Uh, so the trivia question is: now this, this it's maybe a two parter. We'll see how I'm feeling after part one. Uh, but who is the all time leader in carries for uh, for quarterbacks in NFL history? Oh, who is the all time leader for carries? Yeah. For their career, not a season, not a game, but for the, for their career, the all-time leader in carries. Who has the most carries in their career? I mean, the one that comes to mind is Michael Vick mm-hmm. um, or or McNabb. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's somebody uh, uh, that we're not really thinking. Jay, Vince Young played, played a year and a half. Right? <laughs> <laughs> No, it is, it is not Vince Young. Mr. Galloway, what's going on? What's up, Mr. Galloway? Oh, another person part of our crew, man. You got to make sure you subscribe to Mr. Galloway as well. Uh, and and we have three answers already. Okay. All right. That's, that's the answer. The correct answer is right here. Let me scroll down to the graphic because I do have a graphic. Cam Newton with oh. 1118 carries. Now, the reason that I went with this que- this question is I want you to look at the rest of that list there. Uh, you have Wilson, you got Vic, you got Cunningham, you got John Elway, and then you got Lamar Jackson, right? right. Uh, Lamar Jackson has 759 carries. But if you look at these games played for all the rest of these quarterbacks, I yeah. mean, he <laughs> only has 73. Right. 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 And and so he's just about halfway to Cam Newton's career games played and well over halfway in the number of carries. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to blow by all these guys. Assuming yeah. he doesn't have a career ending injury, he's going to be the leader in, in QB carries going away. Carries, and, yards, touchdowns, everything. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm focusing on carries because he runs the ball more than anybody. Well, actually, not more than anybody. Uh, the the second part to this question, I'll go ahead and go with the second part. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson averages, he averages over 10 carries a game for his career, okay, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely absurd. He averages 10.4 carries per game. Where does that place him on the all-time list? It would be unfair to ask who who is ahead of him. But where does that place him on the all-time list? What number? Two. I'm going to say two. You're going to say two? Okay. Okay. Ten carries a game. Yep, just over ten. And while they're thinking about that, let me add these points real quick. Who got? Who gets the points? Raven Ron came in first. Uh, Hendo, I believe, was second. And then uh, Jeff Allo got it as well. All right. Now, I, and I, I want to remind people because two weeks in a row, I see people dipping now around the trivia time. You've hung out this long on the show <laughs> just to leave before you can get some some easy points. Trivia, yeah. if you're if you top three in getting the, the answers right, you get points. OK, An easy way to get points and points lead to prizes. All right. So stick around. All Is the right. answer posted? Uh, I, I can't see the chat right now. I'm adding the points. Still, give me so one second. So we have uh, 
Jay says six. Will G says second. Malik B says third. Just Alice says second. MET Sports says third. Hot Boy Ride. What's going on, man? It says uh, fourth. Jeremy Miller says fifth. Okay. So we, we do have uh, we do have some correct answers in there. Uh, since it's a bonus, I'm going to go ahead and cut it off now and show you that he is actually third all time in terms of carries per game. Now, notice that the two above him and the three below him don't have pictures. Uh, I didn't look up the three right below him, but the two above him, Tuffy Lehman's and <laughs> Bill Shepard. I'm going to go uh, ahead and guess that this is before the four pass was there. Their careers ended in the 1940s, the early it, 1940s. One well, of them 1940, the other 1943. When was the, when was the four pass invented? I'm going I'm to go ahead and guess this is before that. And, and this just goes to my, the, the point here. The point here is that, goddamn, what are you doing to your franchise quarterback? Stop. Uh, you, you know, you, you you wonder why everybody keeps on with that Lamar's a running back thing uh, and, and say, oh, Lamar, which is which is always really ridiculous. Like it doesn't even it doesn't even work in, in print, but it's it's stupid. But it's just the fact that you just you continually run him more than anyone else <laughs> 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 and, and 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 it goes to show the i'm just gonna say the incompetence and the laziness of the people running the ravens organization you have a quarterback who is you know arguably one of the most talented we've ever seen to play that position you know in total mm. and you're content to sit back and say you know what i know that more hits uh, is going to mean he misses games. I know that more hits means he's probably going to deteriorate physically faster. I know that more hits means he's probably going to have a shorter career than he otherwise would. But go ahead and run him. Yeah, and and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And and again, what you're seeing now is it wasn't like it. It's the way that Greg Roman runs his offense, but that's that's not the reason it was happening. He he was picked for that reason. The reason it's happening is John Harbaugh. And that's the way he wants to run it. And, you know, he looks at Lamar and says, hey, we can run him 10 times a game, and then we don't need wide receivers. We don't yeah. necessarily need to keep up the old. Definitely don't need to spend at running back. Uh, and, and he can kind of, you know, cover up for, for those deficiencies. And all that's going to happen is Lamar is going to get broken down over time, and you're not going to have him for nearly as long as you should. And that should be infuriating the Ravens fans, and they should be looking for for John Harbaugh to be out. Yeah, and that's exactly why me and B 100% support Lamar and him holding out this offseason. We're with just about everything that he he did. The only thing that I didn't agree was I would have taken it further. Mm -hmm. I would have said, no, I said Odell and and, and DeAndre Hopkins. You need to get both, and you need to fire Harbaugh. I don't want to play with him anymore. I would have pushed for them to fire Harbaugh. Right. I know he's not going to do that. I mean, I'm sure they have a good good relationship and, you know, he probably believes that, the, you know, he can win with Harbaugh. But Harbaugh is he, he's trying to fast track him out the league. Yeah. You know, um, he's got to go. Harbaugh is 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 he is a problem for this team. We are winning in spite of him. All right. Let's make this quick. Rapid fire time. All right. Let me make sure I get these points out. OK, I'm going to pull up. Listen. This is really going to be rapid fire. We have uh, less than nine minutes before we got to get up here, out of here because if you don't know, this is hashtag no two hours. Okay, we got to be done before two hours hits. 
All right. And then we're going to start the overtime show. If you want to keep hanging out with us, go over to patreon.com slash LBHT show. All right. And if you want to join us in these picks, type fast. Okay. Type fast. B. You know, uh, just before we start this, before we start this real quick, uh, MDT sports says they treat him like Cam Newton with a bunch of angry faces. And I don't like, I don't like your tone. MDT like Cam was supremely talented as well. And yes, they treat him like Cam Newton in that they're running him a lot, but yes. you have another connotation with the way you wrote that, and I don't appreciate <laughs> it. All right, he's very defensive. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> he's saying they mistreat them. That's all he's saying. Yeah, yeah. All right, B. Let's go. All right, Detroit at Green Bay. Uh, it had looked like Christian Watson was going to be playing. He said that's the plan, but right now he's still questionable. I believe Aaron Jones as well. Uh, but Jared Goff still sucks. And I'm going to take Green Bay at home on a Thursday. Oh, I'm going on Detroit. Mm-mm. Atlanta at Jacksonville. Jacksonville caught a beat down from CJ Stroud. They're not going to get one from Desmond Ritter. I agree. Taking the Jaguars. Same. Jacksonville. Miami at Buffalo in what's probably the game of the week. Uh, Miami's not going to drop 70 again, but Buffalo is not going to nearly shut out their opponent again. I'm taking Miami on the road. Uh, to win and I, I think it'll be a shootout uh, but I think it'll be a fairly or a relatively comfortable win for Miami comfortable comfortable in that like they're not in real danger of losing the game not like it's going to be a 20 point game but like you know they'll they'll maintain a two a two score lead you know what I mean yeah. like you know Buffalo will get within one and they'll score to make it two again you know so is they're never in danger of going down okay well I got Buffalo Nope. Denver at <laughs> Chicago, uh, two zero and three teams, two teams that made me feel good about Carolina's chances of winning <laughs> games. Uh, I don't think Denver's recovered from that seven, that 50 point beat down. I'm taking Chicago to get their first win. I'm taking Chicago too. I mean, I think both teams quit on their coach, but more so Denver. Yeah. Baltimore <laughs> at Cleveland. Uh, we talked about this one. I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore in a very close game. Uh, I saw Raven Ron earlier put in 2017 as as his score, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Ron on that one. I'm gonna take him with that three point win. Um, what's the score? Uh, 2017. 20, yeah, it's, it's gonna be something similar to that. I'm gonna say Ravens. I'm gonna say 24 17. Next up, we got Cincinnati at Tennessee. Uh, Cincinnati got their first win of the season. Joe Burrow still looked like garbage, uh, but I think that he continually improves every week. And Tennessee's not going to – Tennessee sucks. Tennessee's not going to, to derail that train. I'm taking Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going Cincinnati. I'm going Cincinnati. The L.A. Rams at the Colts. This one is going to depend on who they have at quarterback. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is going to be back. If he is, I'm taking the Colts. If he's not, I'm taking L.A. over Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I got the Rams. Next up, we've got Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Battle of the Frauds. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints, whether they're quarterbacked by Derek Carr or Jameis Winston, because Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I got the Saints. Next up, we've got Washington at Philadelphia. Sam Howell, 
does not have another four interception game in him. I said yesterday on, on steel conspiracy that I think that two things are true. Washington will bounce back from that, that loss and Philadelphia still wins. Yep. I agree. It's going to be a more competitive game, but Philly's going to win. Minnesota, Carolina, taking Minnesota. So. <laughs> What's the score? <laughs> taking Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota has a certain number of points and Carolina has fewer than that. <laughs> I think it's going to be a similar, it's going to be like a 30, 30 to 21 type of score where, you know. That's all the time we have, folks. Uh, Pittsburgh at Houston. Let's go. Let's go. You go. Houston, Houston put up 37 last week, but they are a very, very young team. They got a rookie quarterback, rookie weapons, rookie head coach. Uh, rookie terrorizer on defense and will anderson i don't think they're going to be consistent week to week i'm going to take pittsburgh in this one okay i got houston the las vegas raiders at the la chargers can't pick the raiders not for anything not under josh mcdaniels taking the chargers got the chargers next up we've got new england at dallas uh to the best of my knowledge they're still starting mac jones over there so i'm taking the dallas cowboys yeah man cowboys i got the cowboys arizona at san francisco arizona uh they pulled off their miracle win not happening two weeks in a row taking the san francisco 49ers yep i got the 49ers kansas city at the new york jets similar to arizona similar to the las vegas raiders similar to the tampa bay buccaneers i will not pick zach wilson to win uh kansas city on the road Yep, Kansas City. Monday night. This is a tough one here. Seattle at New York. Uh, both marginally talented teams, I would say. Uh, but I'm going to go with Geno and the Seahawks, even though they're on the road. I'm taking the quarterback. Yeah, same here. I got the Seahawks. And you mentioned Dallas earlier. Uh, just two two streams in a row. Uh, our guy Warbone has 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 come up missing i just it's, it's so strange man he was so active uh just last week it really was like not oh. just watching like he was commenting like i mean his and his rate my, my dude types he types fast he does he's got a high words per minute uh you know he they had mavis beacon in his school now it's just not he's not here yeah it's, it's, that's weird you know like one early loss put you like that? Sheesh, man. I, I don't know what's going to look like at the end of the it was, season. He was really angry when I jokingly picked the Cardinals. They ain't been beating the Cowboys. And now, you know. And and you know what's worse is that Dak threw the interception in the end zone to see what. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Yeah, he'll, he's going to bounce back. Come back, Warbone. We okay. have fun over here. Ain't that serious, man? Relax. All right. We got to wrap up because we got a minute in counting. Okay. Um, oh, Lord. Yes, let's get out of here. Sure. Listen, patreon.com slash LBHT show. Overtime is, is starting right now. Everybody else, thank you very much. Have a great night, and we will see you next time. Peace.